tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. It is, in fact, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back to the Data Doctors Radio Program, the multi-award winning tech show for you non-tech people. Why do you look at me funny when I offer you hand lotion? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Each and every week, we help thousands of people and their broken computers in our stores, in their offices and homes all across the country. Then we bottle up that experience, bring it to the radio to help the rest of you. So are you saying my hands are cry- dry and cracking? <laughs> you just, you have some phobia about lotion. We're the lotioned up data doctors, Ken and Spanky, here to provide education and entertainment. We like to call it edutainment. What's in your wallet? Are other people carrying your info in theirs? We're talking about ID theft. Also, so long, Mouse. It's time for technology to take a leap forward. And it's one, two, three strikes, you're out. Actually, it's six. We'll tell you about the copyright alert system and how it might impact you. On it. Online. On demand. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Listen live. Download podcasts. And get helpful links. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Stop your hacking. Stop your illegal downloading. Stop infringing on copyrights. So is this the uh, the pirate segment? Yes. We, we start the show today talking about pirating our matey. The copyright alert system has gone into effect. It uh, began uh, earlier last week or middle of last week. And what is it? How will it work? What does it do? Um, you know, you've heard about these things for a while. Probably if you're not doing this, you probably don't know about this, but these things called torrents. It's you, Your kids probably know about this because it's a place that they can go and download the shows that they can't get on your cable or satellite system because mom and dad are too cheap to pay for Cinemax or HBO or Showtime. Or oh, that's just one of many. Yeah, that's It can a, be music, it can be videos, it can be movies, it can be video games, it can be any kind of copyrighted information that's out there floating around in the underneath the underbelly of the Internet. In the nether regions, not the Netherlands. So the copyright alert system, uh, which is this anti-piracy plan, also known as Six Strikes, uh, went into effect, and, and what it does... Who's on first? Exactly. exactly. It, it's a system designed to sniff out illegal downloads. Now, they can do this with these little things that... I'm not going to get technical. In the file themselves, they put these little things, they embed these little things called trackers. They're hiding stuff. And they you don't know that the trackers are there, but if one of these files is downloaded to your computer at home... Yes. The tracker reports back to, let's say if it's a TV show like Homeland, which would be a Fox, uh, 20th Century Fox, reports back to them that somebody has illegally downloaded Homeland. And it can track back the... No, it says, here I am. Right, it says... And here's the house. Here's the house. Here's the IP address. Here's when it was downloaded. And here's, who, here's who the internet service provider, provider is, is for this particular connection. And so you'll get a warning letter the first time. <laughs> Hello, the internet police! The popo are here. Um, show us your badges. The first time you get a warning, it'll be, hey, did you know that what you're doing is illegal? Duh! No kidding! Well, but hang on. Hang on. In fairness. Yes. Mom and dad may get this letter or email. Yes. And go, <laughs> what? <laughs> right? And because they have teenagers. Right. And, and those of you that have high-speed internet and teenagers... That is the Molotov cocktail for ensuring that you're going to be in the crosshairs of these copyright police. I have both. And so the reason we want to bring this to your attention, mom and dad, is that you could become a sitting duck if you don't sit down and have a conversation with your screenagers, right? Those avid, you know, if you notice, they always seem to have the latest music and the latest videos and they're watching these things and you're going, well, that's kind of cool. And you thought it was cool that you didn't have to pay. (laughs) <laughs> guess again so what can happen if you get to the sixth letter well what happens at the, the second letter well it gets a little more firm yeah illegal downloading of music is a crime and you, you know, have you have four more strikes right and so so the the messages get now the, the messages aren't targeted to we're going to arrest you we're going to throw you in jail no no no, no. they're just intended to educate you that okay. if you continue this or you allow somebody in your household to continue this type of behavior and activity, you may end up in the court of law. Right. So what can happen when you get to the sixth and final letter? Well, your Internet service provider, whether it's Cox, AT&T, uh, you know, Comcast, what they can do is they can 
Squeeze your service down to a trickle, making your internet service at home absolutely suck. They can do that to you. They can also suspend your service for an indefinite period of time. And we've had clients that have called us and said, hey, what can I do about this? Right. Nothing. However, the really, really bad thing that they can do is totally terminate your service. Now, that said, I'm going to tell you right now they're not going to do that. And here's why. Depending on the speed that you subscribe to, you are giving them between 50 and 100 bucks uh, a month. 30 and 100. Okay, 30 and 100 for, for high-speed internet. Do you think they're going to turn off customers who are doing this? No, no, no. What they want to do is to continue to bill you, <laughs> they, and which they will. Right. They'll just make your service less and less usable. Right. Until They'll you stop the behavior that they... Because remember, they're, they're in cahoots with the copyright holders. Right. They've agreed to work with them to say, yes, we... And they're doing that because if they didn't participate, if they didn't help out the industry, the copyright police, they don't want to end up on the other side of a lawsuit either as being a... A, a, a party. Yes, a party to the illegal downloads. Now, that said, while this part of the, of the CAS doesn't have a lot of teeth. Teethers? The part that does, that I would be concerned about as a parent, and I am a parent, is the copyright holder coming after you. Because there will be no ambiguity who <laughs> violated the copyright. Zing. Your house, because of your IP address, c- captured on that date and time, verified by the ISP, your service provider. They basically have everything they need to be able to basically go after you like they did that lady in Michigan. That's right. right. And, and they will make, believe me, you do not want to be the household, the parent, the family that is made an example of because you will be all over the they will, national media. They will randomly choose to make you an example. Right. And if they know you are of means. Oh, are they going to take you to, to town? Yeah, they'll absolutely make a big deal out of it because they don't want to look like they're going after frail um, underprivileged households that have no money. Right. They see that, oh, your teenager was doing this and you own a very big business. So parents, what you need Coming to do, you. search for things on your computer with the name Torrent. If you see Torrent, T-O-R-R-E-N-T, on your computer, run the other way. Stop, drop, and roll. Have a conversation with them. So what are the most illegally downloaded TV shows, and how many of them have more illegal views than on TV? Find out now at datadoctors.com slash radio. Still ahead. Can your employer read your text messages? It's a question we got a lot of action on our Facebook page this week. We'll tell you all about it. But right after the break, your inbox is full of demons. We'll tell you if you need an exorcist. Hey, it's the Data Doctors. Hey, lots of you come to our stores when you have computer problems. Many of you rely on our award-winning Data Doctors in-home service, where our Data Doctor comes to you. Yeah, house calls. Some of you take advantage of Data Doctors remote repair, so we fix your problem right over the Internet. But did you know that we can help your office, too? That's right. Whether your office has two... 20 or 200 computers, Data Doctors Business Services takes the pain of managing your office technology away. Instead of using the Band-Aid approach to your office technology, put the experience of Data Doctors Business Services team to work for you. You'll be amazed at how much more you can get done when you're not trying to run a business and your IT department. Go to datadoctors.com and let us take away the pain. In store. At home. Over the internet. In your office. What are you waiting for? Go to datadoctors.com right now. (laughs) Like he said, go to datadoctors.com and get ready to experience award-winning service. Data Doctors. Since 1988, we're the tech guys for non-tech people. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. Hey, you want to hear the show before anyone else does? That's right, you can. Become a Data Doctors insider today. Sign up now for our weekly newsletter at datadoctors.com slash radio. All newsletter subscribers get instant access to the radio show. That's right. Click and listen today. Then, Tell your friends they, too, can be insiders. Go to datadoctors.com slash radio, look for the newsletter box, and give us your email address. It's the tech show for non-tech people. The tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. Hey, Spanky. Yes, sir? What's that there insider cost? Costuses. Uh, That would be free with a capital F, capital R, capital E-E. Should we have a cheer squad do that? Give me an F! No, 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 no. Give me an R! No, 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 no. You know who is our cheer squad? Our friends on Facebook. We love them. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors. And that's where we ask you to ask us whatever technology questions you might have, like Lynn. Lynn wants to know, is there any way I can prevent backscatter? Backscatter? It sounds like an x-ray problem. Uh, my um, inbox... Backscatter. backscatter. 
Yeah, hold okay. on. Right. My, my inbox is full of mailer demon return emails. I know it's Damon. Yes. But Damon is like that guy on Mad TV, Damon Wayans. D-A-E-M-O-N. Damon. That appear to be sent by me, but of course they weren't. I set a filter to delete these types of emails from the Cox server, but some of them continue to come through. I'd prefer not to change my email address. Well. Preventing backscatter. Okay, so what these are known, these are, these are called bounces. I'm going to get a little nerdy here. So when you send an email to somebody and it is an invalid address, you'll get a bounce saying, yeah, it'll say that address does not exist. No soup for you. So this backscatter very commonly is from the fact that your email address was just randomly chosen in a spoofing scam. You were randomly selected. You were. And they chose your email address as the sender because they felt like, the people that recognize your email address might open these scam emails if they use your address. The problem with that is they're just randomly sending it to bunches and bunches of people that uh, you know a lot of these email addresses don't exist anymore, or, right. never, or they were incorrect, or what have you. Yeah, and, and these aren't lists that were pulled from your computer, Lynn. These are these are just their big mailing lists of people, and you just happen to be the email address that they chose to use as the sender. Now, there's a silver lining to this cloud. It's not going to go on forever. Most of the time when this happens... It happens in spoits. It, right. And so what's going to happen is eventually they're going to go, okay, in a week or two, they're going to say, let's move on to another email address. Yeah, and it's all random stuff. Right. And, and you're going to be out of the queue and life will be good again. Now, the I would prefer to not change my email address if this just becomes a major problem because there's a possibility that m- millions of messages could end up Coming Bouncing back to back you to over. You. I mean, it's, we've seen some really bad situations. And in those cases, there's really nothing else you can do. So those of you that have never heard this advice from us, we're going to tell you again. And those of, the, those of you that have heard this advice, learn it, live it, be it. You should have at least two different email addresses. The email address that you, you really hold near and dear, that you only give to people that you absolutely trust, and then a free mail like Gmail or Hotmail or, or excuse me, Outlook. <laughs> Hotmail. Microsoft's Outlook. Can't Any of those. Old. Yahoo yeah. Mail. What well, doesn't matter. Use one of those free mail accounts for all the stuff you do on the internet. All that's that way. If it becomes a problem, changing that address generally is no big deal. Right. Very easy. And what's cool about Gmail is you can set it up in one interface. You can see both your private mail that you really care about and the Gmail all in the same interface. It's really cool. We'd highly recommend everybody think about doing that. Lynn, you might want to just go ahead and start doing that now so that if you decide, you know what, it's time to change, just flip the switch. Hey, we want you to hear the Data Doctors radio program everywhere. That's right. Everywhere. We're omnipresent. The Data Doctors radio program is now available on the Double Wide Network. So you can listen, laugh, and learn with us Saturdays at noon Mountain Time, 2 Eastern, 11 Pacific, on the Double Wide Network as well. Another way to listen, laugh, and learn. Bada bang. Hey, you know when you're getting off the airplane yeah. and those those uh, the flight attendants? Yeah. Do not ever call them stewards or stewardesses. My grandfather used to do that all the time. Flight attendants. Flight attendants. They're saying, thank you. Bye-bye. 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 You know who's saying bye-bye right now? The computer world to the mouse. Yes. The mouse is on its way out. You know, the trackpad, not so much. Kind of old school. Never liked it anyway. The, the tech world is now going to be introduced to a new product called the Leap Motion Gesture Control Gadget. It's, it's the coolest little device ever. Okay, you're going to have to use your picture words here. I'm going to paint with pictures with right. words. So the device is about the size of a deck of cards, and what it does is unbelievable. It will connect to your current laptop or desktop computer, and what it will do is it allow you to use hand motion, hand gestures, just like if you're using an Xbox Connect, to control your computer. That's what it does. Wacky, isn't it? 80 bucks for and this little it's, device. It's humongous, right? What? Deck of cards? Yeah, de- yeah. And it, it literally, it's such a tiny thing, you don't even notice it sitting there with your computer. And you know those hand gestures that you basically give your computer from time to time? <laughs> it doesn't know what to do with the middle finger, Ken. It might. <laughs> It doesn't know that yet. I'll bet somebody will hack the system. I'm and make sure, sure it they does. Just like when you tell Siri she's hot. Yes. Um, it will work with uh, Windows 7 or Windows 8. It'll work with Mac OS 10.7 and 10.8. Um, so, the, so the functions that will work with this are the zoom, the scroll, 
Yeah, it, that pinching motion that you do on tablets now. Right. Imagine being able to do that on a machine that doesn't have a touchscreen. So, so imagine this. You're looking at a document on your computer, and, man, it's just not quite big enough. And you just put your hand in front of your screen. You don't have to touch the screen. You could be a, a foot in front of the screen. And just take your fingers, starting at a pinch, and, and expand them like you're opening your hand. And voila. What was the name of that Tom Cruise movie? What Tom Cruise uh, movie? Minority Report. Oh, God. Remember that? Don't ask me. I am horrible with movie references. Well, I know, but I just I answered my own question. Okay. Remember all those gestures? He was pulling stuff up on screen? Yes. It ain't quite that cool, but it's, but it's darn close. Now, my son actually hacked our Xbox Connect uh, last year. Right. And basically had that ability to like change websites. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're looking at multiple pages, you just wave your hand and it goes to the next page. Or if you're turning a page on a document, you just wave your hand. And I like it. Yeah, I wave my hand at home and nobody listens to me. They don't pay attention. I'm like invisible. Yeah. So I'm going to get one of these. In fact, we've, uh, we're, we're hoping to get our hands on one and, and do a quick media tour before they're available. They'll be available to the public in mid to late May. You can pre-order now on Leap Motion's website. Again, super inexpensive at 80 bucks. Totally affordable, incredibly worth it. Imagine the fun you'll have at cocktail parties. And we got a video link for you at datadoctors.com slash radio. Check it out. Coming up, an easy temporary fix for a common problem. Also, if you shop with a loyalty card, Facebook, you know them, those evil guys, they want to know. Why? We'll tell you about it. Sit tight. show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. It's the final countdown. <laughs> Data Doctors Radio Program is packing up and moving out. We're leaving this here station, this terrestrial station you're hearing us on. We're going all digital. If you're not connected with the digital version of the show yet, you should be. It's really easy. Just go to datadoctors.com slash radio to see how you can keep up and keep Listening, learning, and laughing with the Data Doctors every single week. It's the Data Doctors radio program. Got a tech question? Get an answer in English. Ask us now at, at facebook.com slash data doctors. And I think a lot of people don't understand what the heck are you doing. Yeah. We are, we are, we are, not, eating, we are eating our own dog food. We keep talking about the digital world and the evolution and what have you. He eats dog food. So. We're going to be where we know you're going to be in the near future when it comes to how you consume content. So you don't have to understand it now. Just just follow our lead. Right. And then you're going to be one of those people that goes, okay, I got you it. You will be on the cutting edge with well, us. Well, not only that, you'll, you'll understand it and be, be able to evaluate it uh, quicker than most of your friends. And the show's going to get even better because. Because it is. We say it so. We say it's so. Facebook.com slash Data Doctors, your source for all technology questions like the one from Frank. Frank said, I have a new Lenovo laptop. It was recently dropped, and the audio jack, the output jack, was damaged. Now there's no audio output. Is there any way to get audio out like a USB adapter or something? My local Data Doctors location said that the audio jack for this computer is not yet available. Can't even source the part. Well, here's the problem. You abused your laptop, <laughs> so I think it's just punishment that you have no audio. Should we put, call CPS on him, Computer Protective Services? Maybe so. So, Frank, uh, I'm going to be frank with you. You're going to be frank with Can him? Can I be frank with Frank? You, you need to be frank with him. Um, I had this issue many, many moons ago, and, and back in 2000, I want to say it was about 2004, 2005, I made a discovery of a product, something I actually use today. I have a few of them in my house. And it's it's by Griffin Technology. Everyone knows who Griffin is. I don't know. You don't know who Griffin is? Of Come course, on. Of course I do. But of course. Shut the front door. It's called iMic. I-M-I-C. Uh, by the way, we don't endorse them. They don't endorse us. But it's a product I use and have several of. It's about 40 bucks for the device. And what it does, it's a USB audio interface. It, it plugs into a USB or a USB 2 port. Uh, works on both Windows PCs and Macs. Gives you a stereo input and output. So if your audio in is broken, you can attach a mic to it or a USB headset or whatever. Um, Spanky, you ignorant slut. Yes. That is so old school. What's, what do you mean? These new laptops all have Bluetooth. Okay. Get a Bluetooth speaker. 
Well, you can One, do that on the output. It'll, it'll sound more gooder. Yeah. It also has inputs. Sure. Right? Um, and it also becomes a speakerphone, so you can use that for phone calls, right? So it's a more universal way to deal with audio, and it's better audio anyway. What if Frank is afraid of those crazy people with the funny aluminum hats hearing everything that he does because he's transmitting overall? Well, who isn't afraid of those people? So, and you can get all sorts of weird things from Bluetooth, you know, like blue Blue teeth? teeth? Yeah, no. Check it out. We got both those uh, those options. Kind of an obscure thing, but, uh, you know, actually. It happens to the best of us. Well, not just that. You may not have that problem, but you may want one of these solutions for other reasons. So check it out at datadoctors.com slash radio. Hey, what's the best way to communicate with your doctor And when it comes to technologies? No, it's not Twitter, but there are ways. Find out how. We've got some answers for you. Datadoctors.com slash radio. So here's another security alert. Warning, warning, warning. The FCC says identity theft retains its throne as the number one computer scourge. And consumer scourge. What's that? And consumer scourge. You said computer. Did I say computer? You see, you've got computers on the mind. I do. You need to call the computer protection division. Yeah, that whole, that whole, what's in it for the hacker if they, if they gain access to your identity? I don't know. Mm, Everything. Everything. (laughs) You know, people, I, I am amazed, Ken, and, and, I, and I'm not talking to you who can hear us right now who know what we're talking about. I'm talking about to the other people who don't listen. That need to be listening. How many people still just kind of go, all right, I'm going to make this really safe, super password, and I'm going to just, I'm going to use the same password for everything, and oh, it's so much easier because I can't remember these complex passwords to my bank account, so I'm just going to make it my kid's name. And, and But you know what? That's not really where most people are exposed. I'm going to give you the number one. Okay, this is a self-test. Self-test. Everyone out there listening, just about all of you have smartphones. Yes, those of you who have smartphones, get them out. I've got mine. Got your app. So when your uh, phone is turned off. Prematurely pushed. Ask yourself, what, what do I have to do to be able to basically jump into my email? And if it's nothing more than hitting a button and swiping, and there it is, there's no access code required, you are a huge you, that's a huge exposure point. Probably your worst exposure point for having your identity stolen because it doesn't matter how good your passwords are. Let me tell you what's going to happen when a hacker that wants to get a hold of your, or a thief that wants to get a hold of your identity, if they get a hold of your smartphone, this is how long it's going to take for them to basically take over your bank account. One, two, I open it up, I swipe, three, I go right into your email, four, I do a quick search for five, bank, Wells Fargo, Six, Bank of America, seven, figure out, oh, you're, you eight, bank with Bank of America. Nine, Go to bankofamerica.com, ten, say, I forgot my password, 11, put in your email address, boom, 12, I now own you. 13 seconds. 13 seconds. And okay. however long it takes the bank to set, send the reset password, they got you. Now, I did this, by the way, with one of our TV partners, Ken. I was at the, at the studio doing a, a piece with them, and I told the reporter, I said, hey, give me your smartphone for a second. We were talking about security on things. And I grabbed her smartphone, did that, looked for the app, and she had her banking app on it, so ah, I knew. Even better. Made it so much easier. And did you make a payment to yourself? I would like to, but she wouldn't let me. She's a reporter. She doesn't make any money. <laughs> Coming up, can your employer view all of your sent and received text messages on your personal phone? Also, cars and tech unite. So what's AT&T doing with GM? We'll tell you. It's all coming up here on the Data Doctors radio program. Ken and Spanky coming back at you. Stay tuned. The Department of Homeland Security is warning us about another major vulnerability. This time, they want you to turn off UPnP, Universal Plug and Play. So, how do you do it? And how will it impact your computer usage? These questions can only be answered by someone that understands your computer and how you use it. You need someone you can trust to help you navigate all these ongoing security problems. If you don't have someone you can trust, let Data Doctors help you. Bring your computer into Data Doctors and we can do a free computer security checkup while you wait. And if everything looks good, we can install a program that allows you to turn UPnP on and off at will. If you haven't had your computer checked out in a while, it's time. The ability for bad guys to silently control your computer is greater than ever, and they're counting on you to do nothing. Don't let the bad guys win. Bring your computer into Data Doctors now for that free computer security checkup and get peace of mind. Find the Data Doctors location nearest you. Go to datadoctors.com and schedule your free computer security checkup today. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. How many times have you been in your car driving along and, and you know, if you got your iPhone, you just wish you could 
just sit it up there on the dashboard and, and make it not move so you can see the map or whatever. You know, wouldn't it be great if you could just make your iPhone stick to anything? Ha-ha, you can! Find out how. Datadoctors.com slash radio. They're Trekkies and they're Techies. We are neither. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. Yeah. Chewing the gum so I can stick my iPhone to stuff. Not that way. It's actually very cool. It's a sticky. I'm not going to tell you. Just go look. All right. It's not double-sided tape either. We get another question on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash datadoctors from Greta. I happen to know somebody named Greta. In fact, I happen to know this person. This exact precise Greta. She says, question. My coworker just informed me that my employer is able to view all of my sent and received text messages on my personal phone while I'm at work. How the heck is this even possible? Wow. Okay, so obviously there's some legal issues here. So why don't we start with the... Uh, the legal part of it. Because well, let's just start with the technology. Okay, technology part, right? and then we'll go back because we got a legal answer from somebody. Can you, can you, let's forget about employer personal phone, let's just okay. in general, can someone track all the text messages being sent and received from a specific phone without ha- actually having the phone itself? And the, and the answer is yes. Yes. Um, but it re- requires... Uh, an extraordinary group of gentlemen, <laughs> or whatever that movie was. The, the uh, another of, movie reference. The, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Ken Colburn doesn't you know. seem to understand that I am not pop culture movie reference guy. Ginkgo and Biloba. Uh, so you can, on certain smartphones, with a certain app or through the permission of the um, service provider. Mm-hmm. So, like parents can track what their kids are texting on an account that they own. When it comes to your personal phone at work, them just randomly being able to see what you're doing, um, hell no. <laughs> not only can they not do it technologically, they cannot do it legally without a whole lot of... Um, well, certainly, you would not be guessing as to whether they can or not if they were going to follow the law on this. Right. Unless you are guilty of a Class 5 felony... I'm just reading the legal the legal opinion. Right. Uh, unless you're uh, guilty of a class five felony, who either one intentionally intercepts a wire or electronic communication to which he's not a party of, it, there's a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo. Basically, you, they got to have something on you before yeah, they, they have can a subpoena. They have to have right. all kinds of reasons. They can't just go in and say we have access and we can see and we deserve the rights. No. Yeah, because you're doing this from our workplace. We're able to. That's that's akin to saying we're now going to. Um, enter your brain and whatever thoughts you're having while you're at work, if they don't happen to be work-related, we can monitor that and we'll be able to tell. Complete bunk. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that your coworker misunderstood something. I, I'd hate to believe that an employer is goofy enough to actually perpetrate that kind of ridiculousness because it, won't t- it wouldn't take anyone very long to figure out they're full of crap. And that just... <laughs> That just demeans the whole relationship. Absolutely. So I cannot. If, if you've ever thought of doing this, folks, if you own a business, if you manage a business, and you want to try to pull the wool over your employees' eyes by making up some cockamamie story about how you can monitor stuff, don't do it. Right. They're going to they're gonna know right away. They're going to know in a very short period of time. In fact, they're going to come ask us on our Facebook page, just like Greta did. Can, you even, can this can even be done? So, right. I, again, I don't believe it was the employee. I, I, I got to chalk this up to somebody misunderstanding, translating something. Or, or you know, there are those coworkers that just like to create, create drama and trauma. So, yeah. So, I, I, no, don't worry about that. So, we saw an invitation go out this uh, last week for an event that's going to be held in New York City on March 14th. And the event is from Samsung. And we already know what this event is about. The event is about the new Samsung Galaxy S4, their newest phone that's going to be released. And the real question I was going to ask is, should people wait for the Samsung Galaxy S4, or should you just go out and get your S3 now? But I've been following a ton of Twitter threads and people on Facebook. There are a lot of unhappy campers, and this reminds me of Apple a lot because people are really pissed. They're ticked off that Samsung is suddenly releasing 
a brand new iPhone or a brand new Galaxy just months after. What is it? Eight months? Not even. Yeah. After the S3. Um, so, so what we can all learn from this is that the arms race in the smartphone world is getting faster yep. and more heated. And these guys, I mean, Apple already stepped out of their normal production cycle because they have to. Right. And guess what? If we look at the linear uh, aggression of this, pretty soon it'll be like every other month. There's going to be a new it. phone coming out. You know, years ago, my wife always gave me a, a bunch of bunk for when a new camera would come out, I'd, I'd be obsessed about it. And then I'd get upset when the price would drop because another new camera came out and the price would drop. And then it, you, you cannot keep chasing the newest, latest, and greatest every month. You can if you want to. If you've you got the means. The ducats. Yeah. Absolutely. By all means, knock yourself out. But So you, you have to look at this opportunity in one of two ways. To their credit, a lot of the Android fans on our Facebook page, we asked, you know, is this, do you agree with this, this, uh, this assessment of how, how much better the S4 is and it's worth stepping up to that? Uh, you know, about half the responses were, no, but what this is going to do is drive the price of the S3 down. Yeah, I like correct. the S3 well enough. I'll just go with it. Just kind of like when the 5 came out, the 4S dropped, mm-hmm. right? And the 4 got really cheap. So if you're looking for high value as a result of these arms races, it's going to continue now. We've already seen it on the, uh, on the Apple side, and now we're starting to see it on the Samsung side. You, know, you don't have to be at the leading edge, bleeding edge. And if you don't, then save yourself the money. Now, for you tech nerds who want to know what's going to be in this new bad boy, the Galaxy S4 is supposed to have an 8-core Xenos, Enos processor. I can't pronounce yeah. the processor. A separate 8-core graphics processing unit. A 5-inch screen. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> You're going to uh, hurt yourself. For your and life. a 1080p high-def, you know, camera, video camera. Not so, not so. Anyway, check out the links at datadoctors.com slash radio. If you're listening, oh, you are listening to the tech show for non-tech people. This here is the Data Doctors radio program. Ask us your tech, tech questions when we're not on the air at facebook.com slash data doctors. Remember, we deal with computers and technology problems for a living. We're experts at this stuff. We can help you in our Data Doctor stores, in your home, at your business. We can even remote in right over the internet and fix your problems. You like the program, yes? Yes. Let your friends around the country, around the world know that they can listen, laugh, and learn along with us. The Data Doctors now can be heard worldwide on Stitcher Radio. Hour number two, just ahead. Use a loyalty card when you shop. Facebook wants to help you buy more of what you like. Get all your tech answers in English at datadoctors.com slash radio. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This, this is the Data is the Doctors, Data Doctors radio, radio Program. program. <laughs> it's the tech show, tech show for non-tech people. This, this is the, the Data, Data Doctors, Doctors Radio Program. program. It's time once again to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back to the Data Doctors Radio Program, the multi-award-winning tech show for you non-tech people. That's right. During the week, we help thousands of people with their broken computers and technology issues. Issues? Issues? Issues. Issues. In our stores and their offices and homes all around the country. Then we bring that experience to the radio to help all of you. We are the Data Doctors. Ken, to my left. uh, Brandy, where are you? Jesus sleeping. And me, Spanky, here to provide education and entertainment. We call it edutainment. Hey, Yahoo wants to put people back to work. At the office, that is. We'll explain. Also, can you copy a DVD you already own? And an app developed by high school students to help you stop procrastinating? We'll get to that first. Well, maybe later. Better answers than the guys overseas. The guys overseas. Or Uncle Jim's nerdy son. It's the Data Doctors radio program. It's the tech show. The tech show for non-tech people. Well, if you are like me and lots of other people, you use a loyalty card when you shop. You know those little plastic irritating cards that you have a stack of? I don't actually use the, the plastic version anymore. I use my Passbook app and I have them all stored in there which is pretty cool on my phone. Well, aren't you spiffy? Well, you know, the hard part if you use those things, by the way, uh, side, sidestepping this topic for a second, Ken, if you use that on your smartphone, if you actually store your loyalty cards in an app on your smartphone, yes. do you know the biggest problem when you go to shop using your smartphone and those loyalty cards? The they can't st- use them? The stupid readers can't read the, through the glass sometimes. Yeah. They, they're, and you, older, yeah, older scanners. They yeah. don't work, yeah. and it, it's really annoying. They've got to figure out a way to fix that. Can't they just uh, type in the numbers one at a time? Do you know how small the numbers <laughs> are on these things? That would take hours. 
Anyway. Once again, solving a problem that, that doesn't need to be solved. Exactly. Uh, if you use loyalty cards at uh, any of your grocery stores, discount drug stores, you know, the big stores that have those, um, you're going to start seeing some changes soon on Facebook. And, and the, the ads you see could look familiar because of your loyalty card use. You're saying that Facebook now has access to whatever information my grocery store has collected on me? They're testing targeted-based ads based on what you buy in store. How do they know I bought it? So Facebook is teaming up with some, um, some big data aggregation companies. That, that, so, so there are companies that... So when you make a purchase in a store and you use your loyalty card, everything that you purchase that day is attached to, to the information, to the database uh, tied to your card. So, so they already know who you are. Except that in this case, years ago when the loyalty card business really started popping up and people said, oh, I want the discount. Right. I said, well, do they have to know your actual name? No, not really. Do they have to know your actual address? No, not really. Could you give them anything you wanted, but you still get to use the loyalty card? Absolutely. So there is a fake person that there's no way they're going to be able to connect to my Facebook account for which my loyalty cards are rung up. See, now in my case, mine are legit because my wife didn't think outside the box. And she did not listen to the show and she gave seven them years ago. all of the information. And my name, by the way, every time I get a loyalty card is Ken Colburn. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so, so what's going to happen is I'm going to see what you're buying on my Facebook page. Uh, probably. <laughs> That's kind of weird. So if you start seeing ads um, popping up on Facebook for stuff that you regularly buy, well, you know where those ads are now coming from. They're giving it up. They are going to be giving it up. They're testing it out. And you know what? And I don't think that's a bad thing, by the way. I'd rather see ads that are relevant to me, the things that I like to buy, than... I don't like all this deep data being collected on me. Oh, who cares? And connected up. You know what? They know that I like uh, Coca-Cola over Pepsi. But the, gr- the grocer knows that. They don't have to share that with the rest of the world. But again, who cares? Why? Why does it matter? Oh, trust me. It matters. It matters not. The Chinese care. As we uh, continue to live obliviously amongst the digital data that surrounds us, we convert over to the segment of the show where we try to teach you some little vernacular of the tech world that we call Geek Speak of the Week. I still don't understand why you guys think whispering is a good idea. Because it is. This week's Geek Geek Speak Speak of the Week. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're trying to play out some deep-rooted need to (laughs) act like you're a musician or something? I don't know. Uh, Based on Lynn's question earlier, this week's Geek Speak is Damon, D-A-E-M-O-N. Or Demon, as I like to say. You can call it Demon. You call it Damon, I call it Demon. Let's call the whole thing off. Okay, moving on to the show. <laughs> Go ahead. So, you chose this. I and did. You, and you have a really ridiculously nerdy explanation. I want to see you work through this one. No, wait a second. Don't leave me out to, to, to swing in the wind. You did not approve this. You weren't there when you I put did, it in the... It's, out. it's all yours, babe. Go for a it. Demon is a multi tasking computer operating systems demon pronounced demon by the way mm-hmm. see they mm-hmm. got it pronounced right or a computer program that runs as a background process rather than being under control of a user that means absolutely nothing to everyone listening of course it does it's an automated thing that happens in the background how does that help me as a listener to the show listen you're the original data doc you figure it out i just i figured out it means nothing to anybody listening <laughs> Which is why I'm calling you out publicly and on the air. I have to have a drink. You need more than one drink. (laughs) Nice. So about the only place that you're going to see. Are you okay? Yes. You're supposed to not breathe and drink. You made me laugh while I was drinking. How hard is that? I almost spit all over my computer. (laughs) I know a good data doctor. Uh, So about the only place you're probably going to see this is when you get some mail... I'm cleaning up. Yeah, mail error message or some kind of an alert about something to do with mail. You, you may see mailer daemon in there, demon uh, referred to. So really what that means is this background process that's supposed to push mail out and what have you. So, But uh, we'll take Spanky back to Geek Speak 101 and try to, try to bring you something more relevant next week. 
Thank you. And you, uh, you, 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 you nerds out there that just want to nerd out on that whole concept, <clears throat> feel free to beat me up. No, no, no. Just, oh, okay. just discuss this on our Facebook page so that you can you can show the world how nerdy you are. RT wants to know. Hey, while out of town, the people uh, we were staying with had an Apple app that let them position their iPad facing their baby monitor, their baby crib, so they can monitor the baby. Is there anything like this for Android? The answer is yes. And RT, we've got a link for you at datadoctors.com slash radio. It is a baby monitoring app that has about 1,500 reviews. It's enormous, and everybody loves it. Still ahead, Marissa Mayer has pissed off her people. Why? Because she doesn't want them working in their jammies. And can you copy DVDs you already own? Hmm, that's a legal question. Uh, here we go again. The Department of Homeland Security is warning us about another major vulnerability. This time, they want you to turn off UPnP, Universal Plug and Play. So, how do you do it? And how will it impact your computer usage? These questions can only be answered by someone that understands your computer and how you use it. You need someone you can trust to help you navigate all these ongoing security problems. If you don't have someone you can trust, let Data Doctors help you. Bring your computer into Data Doctors and we can do a free computer security checkup while you wait. And if everything looks good, we can install a program that allows you to turn UPnP on and off at will. If you haven't had your computer checked out in a while, it's time. The ability for bad guys to silently control your computer is greater than ever, and they're counting on you to do nothing. Don't let the bad guys win. Bring your computer into Data Doctors now for that free computer security checkup and get peace of mind. Find the Data Doctors location nearest you. Go to datadoctors.com and schedule your free computer security checkup today. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. I can't believe I choked and spit water right on the radio. You choked on the geek speak. <laughs> hey, you want to hear the show before anyone else does? Swing and a miss. Here it goes. Become a Data Doctors Insider today. Just a bit outside. <laughs> Sign up now for our weekly newsletter at datadoctors.com slash radio. All newsletter subscribers get instant access to the show. That's right. You can click and listen any time as soon as you open it up. Tell your friends they too can be insiders. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Look for the newsletter box. Give us your email address. Are you confused about something tech? Ha, you didn't hear it from us. It's the tech show for non-tech people. The Data Doctors radio program. It's the Data Doctors radio program. Um, give us your email address if you care to. We're not demanding. Well, that's the only way they're going to get the newsletter. Yeah, but you sounded like you were demanding that. Give us. We're trying to provide value. To our fans and audiences. Please give us your email there address. There we go. If you feel so inclined this and inspired. Moskowitz. He needs a little help with his manners. I'm going to write this in. Please give us your email address. So Marissa Mayer left the highest uh, tenured, highest, te- I guess the, the, the highest level female executive at Google. Yes. And decided, hey, there's a sinking ship over there, I might be able to save, and jumped on and became CEO of Yahoo. Yahoo. Um, she's done some interesting things. Yeah. Um, she's trying to save the Titanic, basically. Nothing more interesting than, which I, I found kind of odd, somebody that really gets technology, basically mandated that all Yahoo workers by, what is it? June. June 1 or something. Yeah. The ones that routinely work from home must now come to the office. Yeah. So No more telecommuting. And, and that's really ticked off a lot of Yahoo employees. And... and you know, there are uh, many of you who work for traditional companies will say, well, I've got to go to work and that's where you get work done and you go to the office. But you know what? I think I think most companies take this on a case by case basis. Right. Her point was that collaborative energy cannot happen if you have this huge distributed workforce. And that is absolutely, absolutely true. Um, I will say this from personal experience. There are days and, and can you know this where I'll work from home. And I can get a lot of stuff done at home, but the stuff that we have to collaborate on, the stuff that we have to brainstorm on, that can't be done and doesn't have the same impact when you try to do it via Skype. It just, it just doesn't work the same way. Um, so I don't disagree with her. She's trying, I think, to reinvent the culture at Yahoo. It's right. a very ambitious thing to do. Very controversial way to do this. Um, 
you know, we'll see if it works out. She could be the mad scientist. You're the genius. That is like, wow, that was the best thing that ever happened at Yahoo. Right. Now, the secondary thing that's really got people in a, their panties in a bind is that she's putting a nursery in her office because, you know, she's got a baby due. And and I'm thinking, why are you upset about this? She's living what she, she's 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 preaching and she's living it. She's going to be working there, um, and what? She worked from home after she had her baby. Right, but uh, she's putting a nursery in so she now, can work. But, but, right. But so she worked from home when she, but, after she had her baby. But she's telling people, look, I'm going to be doing this. We need you to do it. She's leading. She's being a leader. She's stepping up and going, yeah. look, I'm doing it. So should you. Yeah, but she didn't do that when she first got there when it would have impacted that's, her. That's irrelevant. June is coming, <laughs> and it's not until June. Now that she's past that time, yeah. I, su- I support her in this. Well, and I like the fact that she's a CEO. A CEO? <laughs> Another swing and a mesh. Hey, um, you know what's swinging and missing right now in our uh, education system? ABC? Coders. Coders. People that can write computer code. And we're not talking about nerds that love to lock themselves up in a room. And No, we're talking about people that can write code. I mean, to me, being able to write code at some basic level is just in this day and age, if you're going to be fully employable, if schools are really interested in trying to prepare our kids for the real world, where is this in our education? Why are we projected to have, what, 100,000 fewer computer programmers than we're going to need in the next 10 years? I think part of the problem is, and a a big part of the problem, and I'm not going to get into the whole education debate, we have not evolved in this country our education system. Our education system is doing the same thing it was doing 30 Um, years ago. Can I give you a more clear logistical problem? Sure. What's the average age of a teacher? Mm, I don't know what the average age is is these days. Probably uh, much higher than the average average age of a student. Sure. What's the likelihood that that average older person has even a clue how to teach the younger person something that the younger person probably already knows more? Zero. That is (laughs) the problem we have with technology education in most Certainly in public schools. Sure. In, in private schools and in schools of higher learning, they've solved this problem because they're bringing in very talented people, talented people because there's a focus on that. Right. They've got the money and, and, the, 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 and the competition. Com- right. Right. The need for that competition. We've got a major issue. And fortunately, a lot of the hardcore, big name technology companies and personas, the people that basically... Now you look at Zuckerberg, Bill Gates. I mean, all these guys were going to very prestigious schools. None of them finished school. They all dropped out and did their thing. Now, was that because they were, you know, just unmotivated, whatever, and quit school? No. No. Highly motivated people. Where they were going, the school basically couldn't provide them with any education on. They had to go and learn on their own. Learn and do their own thing. On the job. They had an opportunity to get after something and not wait for them to get through school. And pile up, what, another $300,000 worth of debt? And get to the point where now I've graduated, I'm strung with all this debt, and I can't I go can't, out, I right. can't do a startup. i got to go find a job where I get benefits and can pay off my student loan. Would you like fries with that, sir? We're killing ourselves, folks. Yeah. They've got to come out if with you, a solution for if, this. If you have any influence in your local schools to start the conversation about how implementing some level of computer competency, and I'm talking about at the structural level so that we can start educating our kids to be knowledge workers as they graduate we got to start earlier we got to we got to we got to make this a priority it cannot be just about reading writing arithmetic my my oldest and my second oldest child have in their class in their in their schools they have a class where they're teaching them how to write apps there is nothing more amazing to watch a young person especially a really young person create something on a computer that looks like a game that looks like the, I mean, it, it's just so cool to see. Yep. And we can basically leverage that spark if we get focused on this. And I'm glad to see this going. If you want to learn about this coding in schools and, and what's being done about it, what you can do about it, check it out at datadoctors.com slash radio. Guess who's getting into the smartphone business? I don't know. Cat. Huh? Cat smartphone. Yeah, the heavy machinery company. What? Caterpillar? Check, check out the Cat B15 at datadoctors.com slash radio. Right after the break, you have antivirus protection, sort of. Free versus pay antivirus. Revisited. That's this week's help. Plus, say goodbye to Pandora's unlimited free streaming. Oh, no. What? They're taking away my free unlimited. Oh, the humanity.
It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors Radio Program. If you want to be more productive, more efficient in your workday, and who doesn't? We've got 10 apps to help you power through your workday. You know, we're going to do a lot more of these efficiency apps throughout the year because I keep finding new ones and I test them and I'm digging a lot of them. So check them out, datadoctors.com slash radio. The first rule of technology, restart it. Rule two, ask us at facebook.com slash datadoctors. We don't read our answers from a script. It's the tech show for non-tech people. It's the people. tech show for non-tech people. The Data Doctors Radio Program. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help. This week's help column was inspired by Jonathan, who asked us, I use Microsoft Security Essentials as my seatbelt for protection. He listens to the show. Plus, I am very as, as careful as possible. Is this enough, or should I get Trend Micro's Internet Protection Suite? Not both, right? Huh. So let's start with the second question first. Right. Right. <laughs> not both. When it comes to antivirus programs, more is not better. And in fact, more is worser. Because much, they much fight worse. each other like... like well, not only that, they're, they're going to fight each other. They're also going to slow your computer down probably significantly because they're, it's like having two bouncers at the same door. It's like you just you just showed the first guy your ID, and now you got to stop and show the second guy. So it's much slower getting in and out of the club. It's like two funnels back to back, two bottlenecks. Yes, we're going to just keep analogizing. So Microsoft Security Essentials, and this essentially comes down to free versus pay antivirus. What's the difference, and which one do you need? One's free, and one you pay for. Correct, but why? Because the pay for one is better. How? Well, what happens is with these free antivirus programs, what they're doing is they're giving you this uh, limited profile. They're not going to give you everything because Why? how are they going to stay in business? They mean? want you Microsoft to use... only gives theirs away. They don't have a free. Ver- they don't have a pay version. Well, Microsoft is dumb in the head. No, they're trying to provide security essentials for right. their customers. Essentials, but they're not going to be updated with the most latest and current greatest profiles. So, when it comes to a company that actually has a free version and a pay version. Right? There obviously are going to be some differences. Most of those differences are pretty subtle. The core protection engine is pretty much the same. But when it comes to a free program like Microsoft Security Essentials, which, by the way, if you're going to buy, if, you, if, you're, if you're going to buy, if you're going to use a free antivirus program, that is the one that we recommend, primarily because we have three criteria for making our recommendation for an antivirus program. You're going to get. You can, you can make any antivirus program look like the best in class by just going to a different company that, that tests in a different way. So the very best protection in antivirus, the one that gets the best ratings or whatever, that's subjective, that changes. So that in and of itself cannot be the only criteria because you'd be changing antivirus programs every six months. Not likely. Right. So obviously ample quality protection we're looking for. You'll get that from Microsoft Security Essentials. Um, however, there's some behavioral things that would that would tend to get us to recommend you that you that you get something like the the titanium protection from Trend Micro, which we're going to address in a second. The second criteria that we use for determining whether we will recommend an antivirus program is: does it create any kind of an overhead problem on your computer? Does it slow your computer down in order to be able to do its job? That was a big problem with some of the big big names like Norton and McAfee in the past. In fact, that's one of the reasons why we stopped using. Some of those. And part of that can come from if you've got an older computer and you put in to one of today's big blown up antivirus protection packages, Internet security, all that. They assume you have a reasonably fast computer, something close to what's going on today. So they're assuming you have the processing power. And if you mismatch your protection software with your computer, it can result in lethargic performance of your computer. Slows the thing down. The third one and the one that I think is the most prevalent problem with most of these free programs with the exception of microsoft security essentials is the nagware component Mm -hmm. wouldn't you like better protection and they're constantly hammering you to upgrade they're trying to pimp you to the pay service right or even if you buy the pay service you didn't buy all the protection they keep pounding you for hey don't you want this extra firewall protection and all this other stuff and in some cases it might make sense for you to do it and in some cases it may not microsoft security essentials doesn't have a nagware component because they're not trying to get you to buy there so that's Good. Um, it, it is built by the people that build the operating system, Microsoft. They build both, so they know how to integrate it so that the overhead's not a problem. And from a 
Can it catch the most common issues? Yes. It does a pretty good job, about as good as it's going to get when it comes to catching the known threats out there. But here's where it becomes a problem. Your biggest threat is not from the stuff that we know about. It's from the stuff that we don't know about yet. And Trend Micro, the reason why we've been installing that in our customers' computers for a while is that they've taken a, a much different approach than most than anyone else that we know of when it comes to protecting you from the fast evolving unknown threats. And that is they have a whole cloud component. They can update their cloud warning system much, much quicker than you can remember to update your your antivirus definition, your signature. So most antivirus programs basically use whatever you have downloaded onto your computer as the signature, the identification process. So it's like the analogy I've used in the past. If you're doing um, signature-based detection, it's the equivalent of back in the, you know, we're trying to find bin Laden. So the TSA <laughs> has a, has a uh, piece of paper that warns all of their TSA agents. If you see a guy with a beard and a long pair of jammies, and he's carrying a dialysis machine, and he's dragging it behind him, that might be Bin Laden, right? Or your grandmother. But if it's somebody in a robe that's clean-shaven dragging a dialysis machine, let him through. That's not, that's not Bin Laden. That is the essential problem with signature-based detection. So having this other layer that kind of looks at known issues as they're evolving quickly through the cloud, Trends really got an interesting process for doing that. That's why we like their product. So, again, you can read all the details of what our recommendations are when it comes to this question of free versus pay antivirus. Datadoctors.com slash radio. When we come back, Amazon is playing nice with Apple, but Pandora pushes pause on unlimited mobile streaming. And there's an app to help you stop procrastinating. We'll get to it eventually. Maybe. Hey, it's the Data Doctors. Hey, lots of you come to our stores when you have computer problems. Many of you rely on our award-winning Data Doctors in-home service, where our Data Doctor comes to you. Yeah, house calls. Some of you take advantage of Data Doctors remote repair, so we fix your problem right over the internet. But did you know that we can help your office, too? That's right. Whether your office has two... 20 or 200 computers, Data Doctors Business Services takes the pain of managing your office technology away. Instead of using the Band-Aid approach to your office technology, put the experience of Data Doctors Business Services team to work for you. You'll be amazed at how much more you can get done when you're not trying to run a business and your IT department. Go to datadoctors.com and let us take away the pain. In store. At home. Over the internet. In your office. What are you waiting for? Go to datadoctors.com right now. Like he said, go to datadoctors.com and get ready to to experience award-winning service. Data Doctors. Since 1988, we're the tech guys for non-tech people. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This is the Data Doctors radio program. Hey, you want to hear the show before anyone else does? Become a Data Doctors insider today. Sign up right now for our weekly newsletter at datadoctors.com slash radio. All newsletter subscribers get instant access to the radio show. What does that mean? You can click and listen Right on, then and there. On demand. On demand. Tell your friends and family. They, too, can be an insider at datadoctors.com slash radio. Look for the newsletter box. And please, please, if you feel so inclined, give us your email address. On air. Online. On demand. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. Listen live. Download podcasts. And get helpful links. Datadoctors.com. Datadoctors.com slash radio. That was much nicer. Because I said, please. Kinder, gentler. It was the kinder, gentler spank. Rejoiner. Hey, so uh, you Pandora users, especially the ones that like to listen to Pandora, let's say, in the car. Like I do. It's like your, your substitute for your radio station. I like to listen to Stitcher, too. Stitcher's awesome. But Pandora, for my music, nothing beats it. Stitcher for talk. Stitcher for talk, Pandora for music. Well, I'm going to give you a reason why you may be using Stitcher more than Pandora. 40 hours. That's it. 40 hours is the new cap for you mobile users that uh, if you like to use Pandora while you're on the go on your mobile device, they're going to cap you at 40 hours. They're trying to stem the uh, bleeding cash problem that they have. Right. Where they have to pay these companies, the, uh, excuse me, these uh, record labels. Royalties. Royalties when you listen to these things. And since you're listening for free, the only way they can generate revenue is through the ads and the ads don't quite cover the cost. Right, I'm, I'm getting kind of sick of hearing ads from Flow. Flow? Yeah, Progressive Insurance. Oh. Big advertisers there. So, so if you are an avid Pandora mobile user, and this is mobile only, 
By the way, they had a cap on desktops up until 2011. Right. That's gone away. And they, and they said, you know what, we're going to, we redesign things and, and so we got, and I think what they did is they insert more commercials more often uh, on the desktop side. Plus they can do video commercials and everything yep. else. Um, so if you are an avid Pandora user and you hit that 40 hour mark, you have the option of uh, either paying 99 cents to keep listening for the rest of the month. Or you can switch to their Pandora One subscription, which is uh, unlimited ad-free listening for three ninety-nine a month or thirty-six bucks a year. And by the way, that ninety-nine cents a month to get past the forty-hour mark, um, you're going to still get ads. So yeah, of course, it's it's not a it doesn't take away the ads. It just gives you more access to music. Yeah, they're basically it's we're seeing this in all areas of the digital landscape. Any of the all-you-can-eat plans, you know, smartphones, cell phones, now Pandora. Guess what's next? You know the all-you-can-eat internet connection you have at home? Oh, don't say that. Just a matter of time. Don't say that. Just a matter of time. I am a consumer of internet. Hey, Bill asked us on our Facebook page about how. He says, I'm trying to find a way to legally copy DVDs we own to mm. an external hard drive for storage connected to my laptop. So basically he's saying, I have these commercial DVDs. Yep. I want to legally transfer them onto another device so that I can easily take all these movies along when we go on long road trips. Hmm. So, you know, we purchased every DVD. We just want to be able to stream them from our laptop to a TV in our RV or something. We just we want to be able to reuse this content that we've already purchased. Can we do it legally? Well, the answer is yes. Yes. And no. No. <laughs> I hope we cleared that up for you, Bill. Have a good day. Um, so the the whole the books, the laws on the books when it comes to protecting digital content, uh, you know, they they most of the laws were kind of developed before a lot of the tools today existed. So it, it's this ongoing battle. Can you do it? Yes. It's fairly technical in order to break that encryption that's there. So this is not something where you go click, click, and you press a button and off you go. Unless you have certain programs. Which are deemed illegal. Um, I wasn't telling them <laughs> what to get. I was just saying unless you have certain programs. I would never, ever tell anyone to do anything illegal. Correct. We would not do that. So uh, we, we actually have a, a nice article we found that kind of explains the problem and some of the technical workarounds for, for Bill and anybody else that basically wants to do this. But, Bill, you know, you can do something that with Walmart. You can go to Walmart, and they will make a digital copy legal, legally for you using their Voodoo service. So you can bring your discs in there. And then they say you're approved for this online. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so they'll, they can actually make a copy for you. Well, I mean, legally, because they're in bed with every. Well, what they're not, all they're doing is they're saying this movie we already have in our library. We'll right. move it on to your, your you, you can watch it anytime because you own it. Correct. Do they charge for that? Uh, it's like a dollar a movie. That they'll make this available Correct. to you through their service. Okay. So if you already have the movie, yeah, it's for like a buck. Okay. But, uh, and it's the Walmart voodoo service. And do you have to pay to be able to use the voodoo service? <sighs> Separate. Uh, you no, know, I don't think okay. you do. I think you only pay for if you're buying content. Or I haven't used the Voodoo service because it doesn't. So it's like to me. it's like Hulu or Netflix used to be. Correct. Where you basically could could buy. No, no, no. Netflix no. is all you can it's eat. It's like iTunes Music Match. Right. So, so you basically buy the content on demand. Correct. Yeah. C O D. Huh. Content on demand. <gasps> Look at that. <sighs> See, for all the fails, I actually had one that worked today. So, you know, we were, I was thinking about doing this, this story on, these, uh, on this app. Yeah. It's supposed to help you stop procrastinating. Yeah. I think. Did we put it off too long? Let's just save it for next week. Nah, let's talk about it. So, a couple of high school students, uh, two 16-year-olds, were trying to figure out a way to create an app. Something that would help them remember to finish things, to keep them on track of of their projects and get them finished. And so they launched an app. They created this app together called Finish. And and the Finish f- like the people? Finish like as in finish what you got to do. Oh, not the people from Finland. No, totally okay. different. Well, this app was an instant hit. Uh it launched in mid-January. Uh-huh. And was downloaded 16,000 plus times in in a little more than a month uh for these two high schoolers. And the app, basically, it's a pest. It's an app that reminds you to complete this task, complete this task. And, and it keeps a running tab on all of the things you have to do. And it's a constant reminder. So if you have a student, uh, or even as an adult, if you constantly put things off, this is a, is a, is a great little app. Um, the reviews are pretty good. People like it. 
And, and it helps just keep that constant reminder. I would love to not have to remind my son, hey, your report is due in two days. Your report is due next week. And it's a 99-cent app. 99-cent yes? app. Not a lot of money. Does a lot of good. You're listening to the tech show for non-tech people, the Data Doctors radio program. Ask us your tech questions even when we're not on the air at facebook.com slash data doctors. Remember, we uh, deal with technology and computer problems for a living. We're experts at this stuff. We can help you in our stores, in your home, at your business. We can even remote right in over the internet and help fix all your tech problems. You like the program? Yes? Let your friends around the country know they too can listen, laugh, and learn. The Data Doctors can be heard worldwide on Stitcher Radio. It's the Data Doctors, Ken and Spanky. Catch us on TV, on the radio, and online. We're everywhere. Check us out. We're omnipresent. See you next week. Can I put this down now? Put it down. Ah. Get all your tech answers in English at datadoctors.com slash radio. It's the tech show for non-tech people. This This is the Data Data Doctors Doctors Radio Radio Program. Program.